Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. And this is that half. In these book club episodes of this podcast, my guests and I will be bonding over my favorite hobby, reading. Getting to know their relationship to books, the ones they love, the ones that have made the biggest impact on them, and so much more. Now before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences, opinions, and possible book spoilers throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Unofficial Book Club where life and stories meet and this is a book club episode and I am here again with my guest Cassiel Gonzalez. Thank you for joining me for this book club episode. Of course. Thank you for having me. So let's just get right into it. What is your relationship with reading? Do you like to read? Do you not like to read? I do like to read. Um, I just think I have this sort of guilt relationship with it because I don't do it as often as I'd like. Um, And I feel like growing up I did used to. And so then just falling off of it for so long... And then looking at a book and feeling like it was mad at me because <laughs> I hadn't picked it up in a really long time. Um, and, you know, but actually very recently, like in the last year, I kind of got through that guilt and shame about not reading to where when I started reading again, it just felt so good. So when do you think you kind of like stopped reading? And then when do you think you kind of picked up another book and started? Like, where was that space, that gap? I think I stopped reading in college because... We had so much other reading. Yes. (laughs) And, oh, man, like, I really wanted to get into my reading. And I remember, I think I just recently, like, uh, donated those books that I had because following the years after college, I was like, okay, I'm going to reread my textbooks and enjoy them this time. Like, I'm going to do it because I'm older now and I can understand them more. And then I started and I was like, oh, no, this was boring. Like, like 19-year-old me had it right. Mm-hmm. This is awful. So I have the same ones. They're, like, sitting on my bookshelf <laughs> in my living room right now. And people come over and they'll look and they'll be like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, yeah, that's my anthropology book. But, yeah. <laughs> Didn't pick it up again. It's just now it makes me look smart and it's pretty. And the reason I remember I donated it finally was because I was moving and I couldn't keep carrying that mm-hmm. big duffel. I was like, oh, God. But, um, but yeah, so I, I definitely fell off of reading so much um, in college. And then I, I worked as a literacy tutor the following two years after college in elementary school. And so I was doing actually a lot of reading within the school, kind of like kindergarten through third grade reading with my students. And my commute was terrible. I mentioned this in the other episode, but um, it was about an hour and a half to two hours. So I just didn't even have the time. And like I mentioned, I, I recharge a lot with my friends and social outings. So that's what I spent my weekends doing. Um, and then right before I moved to New York, um, this library had, um, I, I can't remember the name of the event, but you bring in a grocery bag 
and you fill it with books for $5. But what library is this? Like, it's, it is a local library in Northern Virginia. And oh, really? So my mom and I went and we got Trader Joe's bags. And, um, so it's a deep bag. So yes, it was very, very nice. And that was about the size that they were like giving out mm-hmm. to. So, yeah, we just paid $5 and then went into the room. And it was kind of like a scholastic book fair when you were, when you were kids. And it was really exciting. And my mom and I filled up our own bags. And then when I moved to New York, I took that whole bag with me. And setting up my room, I kind of started setting up my books. And I wasn't touching them much my first year or so living in New York because I was just so excited. I was in New York. I was out of my apartment all the time. Like, I was doing things. I was finding free things to do. And then uh, sort of, I don't know, about I was like halfway into the pandemic, is when I started to slow down things a bit because when the pandemic started, I went back home to Virginia to spend it with my mom um, because we knew the city was going to be crazy. Um, but then once, you know, it died down a bit, I went back to the city and I was still isolating, but now I was in my own space. Um, I, that's when I was like, you know what? I kind of feel like reading again. And so I looked through my big bag because of brand new books that I haven't even looked at. And I started finding some really good finds in there. And I was like, I can't believe I got this for, you know, $5. This is crazy. So I was finding really cool books. And then my my de- designated reading time was on the subway because, you know, I wasn't doing anything there. So um, that became my designated reading time. And I lived in Upper Manhattan. So for anyone that doesn't know, um, it takes forever to get to <laughs> Lower Manhattan so I was finishing about a book a week and I was so excited. I can't, I can't remember the last time I finished a book that fast. It's amazing. Yes. I love that for you. And being back in Virginia for the last four months, I haven't read a single thing. <laughs> Granted, I've also been really busy. I've, we've, I've been moving my mom and, you know, a lot of things have been happening. But my sort of future goal here is, you know, hopefully I'm ending back up in New York soon. And I'm immediately reinstating that designated book time on the train because it just, it was such a nice, solid moment for me that I also felt I could fit into my time getting in between my social outings and things like that. And so what books were in that bag? Because immediately when you said that story, I'm thinking to myself, I've been to the book fairs at my local library and not only am I looking for new books, but like, I'm also looking for those books that I was like, you know what book I don't have? this one but like I remember reading it and loving it or I have five out of the seven Harry Potter books I need those last two and stuff mm-hmm. so I'm immediately thinking that this bag has not only new books that you've never read but like childhood books that you love or like books you knew you wanted to read or whatever else what was in there so um let's see if I can remember um like the ones I put on on my bookshelf The Life of Pi was in there um War and Peace classic. was in there like, there were certain classics that I knew I want to read at some point in my life. And so I... What's Life of Pi? Um, Is it by Jan Martel? Yes. Okay. Yes, and then yes. what was the other one? War and Peace. Oh, sh- By Tolstoy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then The Art of War as well. So I got that one. I'm really excited about that one. War. That is also on my book. These are like classics by Sun Tzu. Yes. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I don't know. I'm sure it's too. Yeah. But yeah, so. I'm thinking you're pulling out like Pretty Little Liars. Like, I think <laughs> <laughs> you have some like real classics up here. Yes, no, and they were beautiful too. Like, they were hardcover, like, you know, brand new sort of, sort of books. And so I was really excited. And then I got this other one, and this one might be my favorite book of all time. It's like 
six or seven pages long, and it's kind of it looks like a children's book, like it's a drawing. Um, and it's a husband that made it for his wife, and it's about two dinosaurs. And so the dinosaurs, and again, it's only like I want to say ten pages max, Mm -hmm. and it's about this dinosaur who's very lonely and is happy being lonely. And then this girl dinosaur comes up and just starts kind of like living her life next to him, like imposing herself on him. And he's kind of like, what are you doing? You know? And then he's like, this is a little weird. Like I found out she likes to shop a lot. And this time, you know, and he's describing essentially his wife and her kind of just being this presence that he was very like not vibing at first Mm -hmm. because they were pretty different. Um, and then just the dinosaur being like, I can't see myself without her. Like, she brings Aww, this joy into my life. And then at the end is when I saw, like, I made this for my wife or whatever, the dedication. And I was like, wait, this is adorable. And I'm so glad I stumbled upon it because of this, you know, book fair that I attended. So I have that so on my cute. little bookshelf as well. Do you know that one, Stardom? No, I do not. You came real prepared. Thank you so much. <laughs> You know what? Everyone, go home and do their research. (laughs) Uh, I will do my research and look for it. So how far do you get into a book when you're reading it before you know that, like, it's not for you? Or do you have to finish the book regardless? I most often have to finish the book. I'm even like this with shows. Stop. Yeah. Like, I feel like that takes up more time. unless, (laughs) Unless it's. Pretty terrible, and I can name some I mean, that I might watch till the series people. finale of a show. You don't you don't finish an episode and go nah, or like a season. You have to go through the entire show. But to be fair, that's happened with those like shows that only have one season. Okay. So I don't, you know, it's not a okay. crazy amount of time dedicating to it. You're not Game of Thrones, like watching all of no. them regardless. Of <laughs> no, no, like, no, no. Okay, it's more so I just get in. <laughs> I, I get very hooked on. The um, like who's gonna end up with who? Because uh, I'm very big into ships and shows and books and stuff, so I'm like, I gotta see this through, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has happened here and there, and I would say maybe like if I'm about halfway in or at least almost halfway in, and I'm really not feeling it, then that's how I know because I'm like, I you know, I could finish this, but I really can't, like, yeah. I do not like it. Um, and I don't think it's happened very often but I think it recently happened all right yeah what types of books do you usually read what genre is like your preferred genre um I really like like mystery crime thriller sort of books mm-hmm. um psychological thrillers yep love them I'm big into romance but books haven't been my preferred method for romance okay um, until recently, I started reading more romance books. Um, you actually gave me one. Oh my gosh, um, which one? Oh wait, have you started it? Or you just no, like I have not. Side? Again, I have not read anything while been, being in Virginia. It's been a bit tough out here. Which one did I give you? Because I know I had a list for your birthday and like I had to narrow it down to like yes. one or two. Because all the books are expensive. The card you gave me was so sweet. Because you wrote, wrote down <laughs> so many recommendations. Like that was adorable. I loved it. It was like a pop-up card. Like it was so cute. <laughs> I wrote so many book recommendations in it. Um, but it was one was oh gosh, Verity? Yes, I gave it's a Colleen Hoover book, which she was all over TikTok. So I was like, everybody loves her, her books. And I read this one. It's, yeah, Verity. Oh, and okay. it's like a mix between a romance and a thriller. So that's yes, why I picked that's it. That's why yeah. you're coming. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't read that one, but that one's definitely upcoming. Um, and then I also really like kind of nonfiction, like biography type of mm. books. 
I can't say I've read a lot of them, but the ones I have read, I've really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Not necessarily autobiographical, just okay. sort of not. About. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I have a suggestion for you then. Oh, let's call it. <laughs> I believe it's an autobiography, but I could be wrong. But it's called Conditional Citizens on Belonging in America by Layla Lalami. I'm sorry if I'm butchering last names or first names. <laughs> She's a Moroccan woman who immigrated to the United States and marries an American man. And it's kind of her journey and experience being in the United States pre-9-11, post-9-11, and just kind of her her experience and her journey. And I read it over the pandemic and it was really just, I mean, the title of Conditional Citizen, like the citizenship, once she becomes a citizen, like is conditional. Like yeah. She doesn't have the same experience as everybody else. There's like one scene she kind of describes where she's in like her office and they're celebrating her citizenship. And I believe it's with like an apple pie or something, like very cookie cutter American. Mm-hmm. And then 9-11 happens. And all of a sudden, everybody in her office just treats her a little bit differently. Like walking on eggshells, a little concerned. Mm-hmm. And like, like it's just such a 180. And it was just, it's a, it was a great book. Oh so, my gosh, thank you for that. So I that was a really good one. Definitely will be adding that. I just to quickly mention, but um. I remember in college, that was sort of a weird time because my friends and I had, we had spent every college year spring break together and it was our last year. And, you know, we were planning again to spend it together. And the plan this year was to go on a cruise for our senior year. And I couldn't go because that was, so Trump was currently president and he was denying um, like all passport renewals, um, citizen or visas and things like that. And so I went to, and I have never been denied it before because I've been here for so long, like, you know, and then, yeah, it it got denied because of the relations with Venezuela and me not being a citizen yet. And it it was very weird. uh, Just the, the whole feeling behind it. I remember I had written a poem at the time. Um, I can't remember if I submitted it or not, but, uh, with a lot of what was going on, there were a lot of forums asking for people to write about certain experiences. And I just felt, I know I keep repeating the word weird, but that is really what I felt going to the embassy. And it, I just kind of being like a number that was called and not really taken into account of the fact that I really have been living almost my whole life here. Um, But because, you know, I wasn't a citizen And I didn't get those same considerations. Yeah. So thank you for that. I'll be reading that. What is your favorite book? Which I know is such a big question. Everybody mm. says that. You, just, you don't have to pick like one, but what is one of your favorite books? Mm. Let's see. Okay. I think one of my favorite ones is, I want to say it's called Murder on the Isle. And it's a collection of short horror stories. Yes. And um, my goal is always to go through it and read a few in October during my favorite time of the year, spooky season. All right. Murder on the Isle by Mary Higgins Clark, Thomas Adcock, and Isaac Ramon. It is short story, short mystery stories surrounding the world of entertainment. I think so. Could I see the cover? See if that's it. Yeah, that doesn't look like the cover of mine, so this is very embarrassing. Um, I will... Wait, wait, is it this one? 
No. But also, let's see, hold on. Although maybe it is that first one and like I just haven't had a different cover. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it is that one. Because it is a collection of short stories. Uh Uh-huh. But anyway. And then I would say one of my other ones, and I can't say exactly it's my favorite, but I think it's one of the ones that has just sort of stuck with me ever since I read it. Into the Wild. Ooh. Yeah, the story of Christopher McCandless. Yeah. Um, Teenage Me was really... Yep. I constantly warn my father as he embarks on the Appalachian Trail in the next few months. Yeah, like, don't be that man. Like, be (laughs) more prepared. (laughs) Yes. I I definitely, reading, um, because I reread it, and as an adult, you tend to look at it now a little bit more with, like, why? Because <laughs> there is part of you that, I mean, you know, it, it's sad to know that this man died at such a young age. Um, but rereading it and knowing why I fell in love with it in the first place yep. um, of really kind of going out to seek your own truth and um, defying certain societal expectations. So I really love that. Let's take away the white man's confidence and entitlement to think that he can take on the Alaskan um, wilderness by himself with no research or preparation. Oh my gosh. But his soul, I really like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Into the Wild by John Krakenauer. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that. I (laughs) I might have also said it wrong. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to try, but I don't know. (laughs) So what was your favorite book as a kid? Ooh. I do remember having this series of books that it was like the Disney sort of um, line, I guess, of books. And so each book was about a specific Disney princess and it was a story within their story. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't, you know, the story of Jasmine, but it was like Jasmine going to the market and buying bread. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And then the certain pages had like... um, what's it called, like a little audio portion, and then you could hear some things. And I don't know if my parents bought me this to learn English. Like, I can't remember if that was the correlation there. But I do remember just absolutely adoring those books, like loving them. That doesn't shock me. You, Dizzy? No. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite book tropes, whether it's a romance trope or just, like, quest versus, oh, yes. a, like, Forbidden Kingdom, or what are some of your favorite tropes? Now, this is my question, because, (laughs) um, as I mentioned earlier, books have not always been my front um, forum. I don't know if that's the word, but my my first, like, way of reading romance, it was actually fan fiction, and I feel like there's a lot of shame around this or embarrassment around this. Um, Mm -hmm. Even when I talk to my friends that they themselves talk about fan fiction. It's sort of like a laughing matter. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that. You know that about me. Which is so funny because, like, we have now books from that were fan fictions yes. now adapted into films and, like, becoming its own franchise. So. Yes. No, and if I could, like, I feel like one of the main things I really would love to do is get people to look beyond that whole, you know, their own stereotypes of it because mm-hmm. some of the best writing I have ever come across has been on uh, Arc of Our Own, for example, um, which is an online website for fan fiction. Um, just some of the writing is, is insane. Like, it's so beautiful. It's so well done. And some of these people that have 
you know, been putting these stories on there are also authors. Like Mm -hmm. they, you know, write books, they publish books. Um, It's just sort of stereotyped as geeky or weird or all um, sort of like sexual, which is not the case either. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I am very open about my love for fan fiction. I will talk about it any chance I get (laughs) to anyone. So one of my favorite tropes, I think of all time, and will continue to be, is enemies to lovers. Absolutely love it. That can destroy me. I will just (laughs) give up anything to keep reading Enemies to Lovers forever. Enemies to Lovers. Um, Also, Academic Rivals. Similar similar theme, different arena. Mm. Love Academic Rivals. I feel like I used to like Forbidden things a little bit more when I was younger. Mm. Um, Sort of in my college days. Now it's not as enticing. Yeah. Um, There's just different things, I guess, that pop into my mind that make it a little weird for me now. But yeah, I would say those are my main, my main ones. Um, and I like, <laughs> I like, um, the word I'm looking for, sort of, but sort of like jealousy without the right. Oh, okay. So not in an unhealthy way, but more so like when the, one of the characters doesn't, hasn't fully accepted that they like that person. So then the jealousy they feel, they don't know how to rationalize oh, it. Oh, I like that. Ugh, that's my everything. <laughs> so those are just a few, I feel. Yeah. The ones I love, yeah. Okay. I notice a lot of these are romance tropes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's actually all I read fan fiction for. So that's, I get, yeah. I think, my all of my other genres from books mainly. Mm-hmm. And recently I've started reading romance books because of my friends that have recommended it to me. But because I would always focus on my other genres... Um, fan fiction only ever is romance for me. Like to this day, I don't think I've read any fan fiction that hasn't been romance. I think I just really love, well, first of all, that there are a lot of shows out there that did not pair the people that were supposed to end up together. And so Ooh. it leaves me with this feeling angst. Based on like, your opinion. Angst. No, no, no. It's a fact. <laughs> I have a whole fandom to back me up. But I'm just like, I don't I don't understand. These people had so much chemistry. They didn't end up together. So then I go, you know, and read these yeah. stories and it's just kind it of like that. getting that, yes. that, that like scratching that itch. Yeah. It's so satisfying. But I will say, and this is sort of some of the talk that goes on in fandoms is like, would it be this good if Oh, they yeah. actually did end up together. Well, isn't that part of the beauty is like a fan is writing this. So they've like beautifully built this based on their yes. love for this, these two people. <laughs> that That is like, yes, great. no, absolutely. And um, as much as I've loved the shows of the fan fix that I read and everything, you know, not all writers are perfect. And some of the things really get skewed in production and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so... It's one of the things where between the fans, we're like, wow, we kind of get to keep this for ourselves versus seeing it play out in a way that we really did not want it to be yeah. played out. So no, you're, you're definitely right. There's yeah. some magic there. Yeah. <laughs> so what book would you say has had the biggest impact on you? I think sort of going back to the Into the Wild. I just, I also read it in a time in high school. It was during that really big transition phase where we're kind of like moving a lot from place to place um in terms of personal belongings it's not like my family and I had a lot you know we were just starting to build up everything that we had lost and then sort of adding on to that overachiever inside of me of like what I wanted to do in my academic life leading to my professional career and things like that 
it just sort of made me think a bit more about the things that I wanted out of life. And I was very young, so it was sort of just things that I was thinking about, but, you know, I wasn't focusing yeah. all of my time and energy on. But then as I started to grow up, it just became a story that was always in the back of my head. Yeah. And me sort of wanting to do that, like really listening to what I wanted and to what I wanted to do versus sort of the expectations that people had of me. And I also had to realize that there were expectations I had on myself that no one had on me. It was just me (laughs) building it up in my head. And so getting through that too and... And, you know, doing it in a smarter way and yeah. in a more social way. But what book do you wish you could read again for the first time? Ooh, I think. OK, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get eaten alive. OK, and mm-hmm. I want to make it clear this is not because I think the writing is so beautiful. Oh my gosh, I think I know what you're going to say. Or anything. It is purely based on the feelings it made me feel as a teenager. Of course. But if I could read Twilight, I knew you were going to say I was there at the midnight premiere of all the movies. I understand. I, <laughs> I, I thought I was going to boycott it. I was like, I'm not going to read this. I picked up the books and I was like, shit they got me yeah and I remember one of my best friends at the time being like yes this is awful writing and I was defending with my life I was like no this is beautiful but in but that moment yeah. in that moment it was yeah. and oh my gosh it was just so exciting it, yeah. it was so it was she yeah. knew what she was doing yeah you know? so um so yeah definitely definitely that book I remember after being so excited with Twilight I was like I'm gonna well I bought the set mm-hmm. which I actually recently donated um but I had about to say it came you know in that box like all together and I read Twilight and I was so excited and I was like okay I'm gonna read New Moon and I had a couple of friends that had read it and they were like hey by the way just to let you know New Moon's like kind of slower so just like be mindful it's darker of that. and I was like okay and I I'm so dramatic like I've always been yeah. such a very so dramatic person I grabbed snacks and like locked myself in my room and read it in a day yeah I, I feel like I everybody must have <laughs> like of all the books I feel like that's the one everybody must have because yeah. I thought the same thing I was like emotionally invested I was a teenager your hormones your angst I was like <laughs> yeah. Stephanie Myers understands me like I'm here for this like I remember my mom came in at like 6 p.m and she's like are you gonna eat and I was like I can't <laughs> <laughs> just kept reading oh man yeah yeah teenage me really gave, yeah gave her all into that <laughs> Do you think the book is better than the movie? Always. I don't like making definitive statements, like Ooh. with always and never. Mm. Um, so if I could read every single book that has ever been a movie <laughs> and tell you, I would love to. But I will say from the books that I have read that mm-hmm. I have watched the movie, yeah. Yeah, the book is better. I haven't. And maybe Twilight's like a... Uh, a bit wonky in my head because I was a teenager and like I loved seeing Robert Pattinson and I loved seeing Taylor Lautner um so I genuinely and at that time I don't think I was that focused on you know tearing it apart and analyzing it Um, I was just more so excited that this franchise was like kicking off but from the books that I read like as an adult and more so young adult um yes I very much 
believe that the book is better than the yeah. movie. I usually think that like the the book is usually better in my opinion, but I think that the movie has the opportunity to do its own thing, right? Like yeah, and you have the opportunity to just take a story and make an adaptation of it, right? And mm-hmm. as a kid, I was like, oh, if this character says they have red hair, like they should have red hair and they should have that ex- like specific <laughs> description of red hair. Mm-hmm. Everything had to be like exactly to the T detail. And I think that's crazy because like, how are we all reading a book? I'm just assuming you have the same person in your head. That's crazy. Yeah. And also that negates so many people's opportunity to be in this movie and have this experience. If like they have to look, sound, be exactly the same, or if the world has to be exactly the way that like I envisioned it, like that'll never happen. And so I'm just giving a little leeway to movies and TV and letting them like explore their own art. Well, funny enough, you mentioned that. Um, So I was... uh, I work remotely and I was doing my work today from a public library and when I took the elevator out to go to the parking garage they have this section right coming out of the elevator um like the free book section and so I was looking through and I I did want to take one and the one I ended up taking is iRobot oh yes I didn't know that was a book me neither that's crazy wait what yes yes so it's iRobot by Isaac Asimov I believe And I'm so excited because I watched this movie, obviously, forever ago with Will Smith. So I'm very excited to read this. Um, I cannot remember the movie at all, really. Like, I remember very specific parts. Um, But so my plan is to read it and then watch it. And then, yeah. You're going to do? Oh, I like that. I was going to ask, what's the book that's on your list that you want to read? Like, what's next on your list of books to read? Ooh. um, Other than iRobot. Yes. So, well, I definitely want to read Verity because I am excited that you got that for me. So thank you. Um, what are some other ones I've had on my list? I'm thinking of this one book. Um, let me see if I can find the name. But I was told about this about my friend. And it's about the sort of the theory. So I'm very, I love talking about sort of parallel universes and you know, different theories and laws that might govern the universe. I'm mm-hmm. very big into that. Um, also in thinking about what goes on in the afterlife and reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to my friend, just having very, you know, casual conversation about this. And I was like, yeah, I feel like, you know, my mom didn't raise us to be religious at all. And we're a Latino family. Like that's, you know, we come from a Catholic background. Yeah. <laughs> so, and for her, she never felt comfortable with the whole Catholicism and religion um, being sort of exclusive in ways and hateful in ways. Um, So as she was growing up, she decided to sort of venture out on her own and decide what she liked. And so she studied a lot of different religions. Um, And I think one of the biggest ones for her, I hope I'm not putting words in her mouth, but she told me that um, Buddhism for her was a huge one. And so then she started taking, you know, bits and pieces of books she'd read about religion and experiences she'd have with other people and sort of form her own ideology and the governing values that she wanted to move on throughout her life. Mm -hmm. And that's how she raised my brother and I. And so anytime my brother and I were ever curious about any religion, she would very much encourage it. Like I had gone to youth groups because I had, I was friends with some Christians. My brother was also ended up going to sort of like church retreats with his friends. 
Um, and nothing ever felt really right with us. We've always also been a lot more spiritual versus religious. And so in that, my brother and I even now are trying to find what sort of things do we believe in, what sort of guiding principles we want to live our life by. And one of the ones for me of what might happen after death and the reasons mm. that things might be happening. Um, I think I do believe in reincarnation in a way. I think I'm still trying to decide exactly how that reincarnation happens. But sort of your soul um, growing and, and learning new lessons with each life that you live. And I was talking to my friend about this and she's like, there's a book that explains kind of what you're Ooh. talking about. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to read that yeah. book. And she's like, yeah, it talks about sort of how there's certain souls that are, that have lived a lot of lives, which is what maybe you might call like a more emotionally mature soul versus souls that, you know, have lessons yet, way yet to, yet to learn, um, that they they just don't know these things yet because this might be only their like first or second or third. Oh, yes. I like that. And so I'm very very intrigued to read it. Um, I really wish I knew the name, but you have to send that to me. I'm interested. Yes, in reading I will. That. I will. And okay, so then what book are you reading currently? Oh, so I have been on this book forever. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> read in the last four months, but um, I'm, I carry it with me everywhere like because I'm like any chance I get I'm going to so it's it. gonna look so worn out and you're like I'm on page two probably <laughs> no I'm so done if you can see it I'm showing her I'm oh, okay. literally yeah, yeah, such yeah. a little bit yeah left, yeah but that's I just that's one night like I had not had the time it's, it's so frustrating also like I did not expect this book to have somebody's mug shot on the front like I'm thinking it's gonna be a romance <laughs> yes. novel and I don't think it is no 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 it is not um it's a non-fiction okay. um it's called the art of the heist confessions of a master thief Ooh, by, I love it. It's by Miles J. Connor Jr. Okay. And it's with Jenny Seiler, so I'm assuming that is sort of the editor that works with him mm-hmm. to recount his stories because it is his stories. Oh, wow. So, yes, I love anything heist also. Like I'm heist all movies, for this. Heist books. Yeah. That's um, a trope you like? Yes, it there is. There it is. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. It's just so funny. I think of trope and I think of fan fiction. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'm so into heist and I saw this and actually this was one of my books that I picked up during that book fair. Oh yeah. Um, and it really reads like a suspense heist book. Like you're reading it and you are following him through this art heist. And so many times throughout the book, I, I'll read something so incredulous and just have to sit back for a second and be like, this really happened. Like I'm not reading this crazy you know, made up um, story about him robbing a museum. Like he actually robbed this museum. And as many, like as much as those times happen with these crazy stories where he got away with it, it's also really jarring to hear the stories he experienced about getting caught and then spending time in prison. And then like the, you know, police brutality he faced. And, um, and this is like white men experiencing police brutality. So the, the scope isn't even there, but of the, the things that he did experience, and his father was a cop. So there's just so many layers to yeah. his life. And he's like also, a full human. Yes, and yeah. he's so smart, and he started off um, not in the life of crime. He started off as a kind of a rock star. Like, he oh. he started building his own band with his buddies. Um, and then it just, you see the progression of it just kind of snowballing into the life that he started leading. 
And also, you can't help but root for him. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, you should steal all of these insane, you know, $1 million, like, art pieces. Yeah. Like, you're just really rooting for him. Yeah. I love that, like, when a character that you probably shouldn't like is just, like, a full-fledged human, so complex, mm-hmm. and you can't help but, like, love and write them. Like, they're a complex human, and you just are invested in them. Yes. And I, like, love that. Yeah, Ooh. it's it's a really wonderful read. I have loved it so much. Well, thank you so much for being on here and talking about books. I hope you didn't think you were going to come on here and have nothing to say because you had so much to say. And I think that's the beauty of like reading is that we're all forced to do it at some point in life. So like somebody has some experience with it. That's true. It's a good way to look at that. I haven't thought much about you know, my relationship with books because I just kind of pick up on the go whenever I can. But it's actually been really nice to talk about it and also think back to my past experiences with it. Yeah, That's been very fun. I'm glad. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm incredibly grateful. And thank you for being the second guest on this podcast. Thank you for having me. I am so excited. I was asked to be on this. I'm very, very honored. So thank you. It's been very fun. All right, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. The Book Club episode. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're interested in any of the books that were discussed in this episode or any of the episodes, they're always listed in the show notes. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Unofficial Book Club Pod. And don't forget to rate and share with all of your friends. Until next time.